Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Art of Noticing. I'm your host, best-selling author Johnny B. Truant, and I'm here to help you give the muse the finger and make life your muse instead. In each 10-minute episode, I'll tell you how I spun something mundane into inspiration and show you how to do the same. If you've ever wondered how to write better, how to be creative, how to get more ideas, you're in the right place. Let's start noticing. There's a standing joke in my house that it's weird if you stop and you think about it, that we live with an animal. Uh, Specifically, I'm talking about my dog, Abby. And it's not like she's new. She's been with us for quite some time. We've pretty much always had animals. But this is something that every once in a while, and I don't really mean it as a joke. Like I mean it as a real thing. I'll look at my kids and I'll kind of look at Abby and I'll say, you know, if you really stop and think about it, if you really stop and think about it, isn't it strange that we have this animal that's living with us? I mean, that's that's an animal and, you know, we're animals too. And so we should probably be living out in the wild. But hey, you know, we created housing and air conditioning. The animals didn't. And yet we're inviting this wild animal that should be out living and being a predator into uh, come and live with us. And when I originally said that, I meant it as like this profound thing. And I'm doing this sort of thing all the time. I'm saying what I think is profound. And my wife, who is very left-brained and practical, kind of rolls her eyes at me and is kind of like, okay, whatever. I know you think you're being clever and it's cute, but whatever. Now, it isn't helped uh, that my kids uh, totally enable me. And not only will they hop on board with the philosophical implications of this, but they'll also, they think it's funny and it goes on. And, you know, this dog has sharp teeth and she eats meat and she's a predator. And so what if she were to decide to attack us? Now, I mean, this is the sweetest dog in the world. There is no legit chance that anything is going to go awry with my dog, just to be clear. But the whole point is that if you really stop and think about it, it's weird that I have an animal living in my house or that anybody else does. And so all of this got me thinking about what is it? that we take for granted as normal? What is it that we just think is, we don't even look twice at it and we just accept it, but it's actually kind of weird if you were to look at it with fresh eyes. Um, My favorite example of this is, I remember hearing, I think it was a comedian once and said that the bravest person in the world was the first person to try milk from a cow. And it was like, you know, hey, look at that big heavy thing over there with those dangly things underneath. I think I'm going to go squeeze those and drink what's com- what comes out of it. And that's weird too. And yet we sell cow's milk in the stores and we do all sorts of things that just don't seem to make a lot of sense when you stop and you think about it. And so to me, there's a bunch of lessons here. Some of them are maybe the more obvious ones, which are that looking at any story or any art or anything at all from an outside perspective, meaning a perspective outside of your own perspective, is a very good thing. As writers, as artists, I mean, I don't know if this is true of everybody, but it's certainly true of me, is my default is to create people who are like me and like the people that I interact with most. And so I I mean, Stephen King is like the master of this. Half of his uh, characters are writers. I mean, it's literally, and a lot of his characters are writers with like uh, father issues and um, 
like substance abuse problems. So it's like almost literally Stephen. It's a truest case of write what you know. But mine tend to be middle-aged white guys about my age, you know? And I think that even if you try to think outside of yourself, there's this tendency to judge a situation from your own perspective because, hey, you know, no blame there. You 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 are the embodiment of your perspective. Like, who better to have your perspective than you? You are very good at having your perspective. But if you don't kind of see outside of that, then just at least culturally speaking, you are going to make assumptions that don't make a lot of sense from somebody else's perspective. Um, if you're a man, you might try to write for a woman and a wo- any woman would read your stuff and go, oh my God, you clearly don't understand what it's like in my head or vice versa. Or if you're trying to write for anybody who is just different from you and you just tr- try to embrace like what are the cliches, then you're going to have this really hollow perspective of what it is. So there's there's certainly the ability to see other readers' way of seeing things, other characters' ways of seeing things. But for me, I think it, it you can take this even one step further and you can have a lot of fun with it. So there are a few um, bits of, of fiction, a, a few stories that I've seen where the device of introducing something really weird as if it's normal is, um, is a device for the story. So for instance, there's, um, I, I believe there's an episode of Rick and Morty that they did this where I don't remember the name of the episode, but it was every few minutes they would, um, not be aware of a change and there would be a change and there would be like a new character there. And they had this, like, I don't know, it was like a brain worm mind sucking. I mean, with Rick and Morty, it could be anything. I don't remember what it was, but that was a device for the story is that the people didn't know that something had changed. They didn't know something was quote unquote strange in their environment. Um, there's also an episode of Star Trek, the next generation. I am a next generation nerd. And there's an, this episode where there's this like memory ray at the beginning and it erases the, the identity memories, not the procedural memories, but like who they are for everybody on the crew. And then in the opening shot, they're all like, well, I don't even know who I am. I don't know who you are. And the camera pans around and there's just this extra dude there. And the um, the viewers are going, you know, we know who's supposed to be on the deck of the Enterprise. And that dude does not belong. Since the episode is his character name is McDuff and he's like a plant and he's there to manipulate everything. We'll set aside for a moment why if they were going to erase memories, they didn't just put McDuff in charge rather than having him second in command. It's kind of a plot hole. But my point is that that's kind of this weird moment where it's tongue in cheek and it's it's nudge nudge, where the viewers are clearly going to know that that guy doesn't belong there. Just like in the Rick and Morty episode, when they keep introducing changes, they're just assumed. Um, just as a side note, there's also this really cool, um, very, very minor movie that I ran across once called The History of Time Travel. And it's really cool because every time a change is made in the timeline, because it's a, it's shot like a documentary, and every time there's a change, the astute viewer notices like, oh, didn't his mother die five years ago? And now she's died two years ago. These little things change because the timeline is being manipulated. And it's just reported as if it's fact. So you can do that sort of thing too. Um, I used to think, uh, we, we had this running gag. So I was on a couple of podcasts with Sean Platt and David Wright. And if you don't know this dynamic, which most of you are not going to, Dave is like this curmudgeon who um, is also just super pessimistic and thinks that the world's out to get him and doesn't leave his house very often and just has a lot of like odd sorts of behaviors that that I thought was really were really funny, like 
although I've been chastised on this one, Dave carries a decoy wallet and people have been like, of course you have to carry a decoy wallet, Johnny, you're the crazy one. But I thought it would be kind of funny if like, you know, on the, when we were recording the podcast, we only ever saw one section of Dave's office. And what if it like, you know, he nudged the camera and there was like this just really messed up thing that was just right there. And it's like, it doesn't, doesn't occur to him to mention it, but you can do any sort of switcheroo like this if you're willing to kind of reevaluate what's weird. So you can use an outsider archetype or a newcomer to elucidate things in our existing real world that we don't think about as odd, but that that are through the eyes of others. And that can help you deconstruct it because you take something that's very standard, but suddenly through this new person's eyes, they're kind of like, whoa, that doesn't make any sense. And then the reader listening to it goes, you know what? I've never thought about that, but that doesn't make sense. And it allows people to deconstruct it. Or conversely, you could play with a story where you're working with somebody else where their world is very normal to them. And the outsider, which in this case is us, is like, well, hey, wait a minute. That's really weird. But they don't think any of it. They don't think anything of it. And and if there's a change that the reader is going to be like, oh, my God, that has to change. It's not going to be apparent to those people because it's just normal in their world. So it's just kind of something cool to play with. All right, that's it for today. If you'd like more, there's a full article about every episode on my website at johnnybtruant.com, as well as show notes and transcripts. If you find value in what I do, please consider becoming a member of the site. Just click on membership at the top. Members get extra weekly episodes of the podcast, extra companion articles, my current in-progress book, if you're into that sort of thing, and more, all for just a few bucks a month. It's basically like buying me a cup of coffee. If membership isn't for you, please show your support by subscribing, sharing, reviewing, all that good stuff. It really does make a difference. Thanks for listening and stay curious.